you know balancing all the social stuff to just becoming a professional cricketer where all you do is play cricket really it's quite tough mentally and sort of having to deal with the the stresses and obviously challenges Hello everyone and welcome back to Down on the Farm podcast. We've got an amazing guest this week, but just before we get started, I'll let you know a bit of background information if this is the first time you're listening. Uh, my name is Harry Carpenter and a couple of years ago on the family farm I had a life-changing accident, which led me to having two years in intense rehab. And alongside that, I've done some amazing challenges and I'm very lucky and grateful of raised quite a lot of money for as well. I've learned a lot of experiences and that's why I started this podcast and that's why I've named Down on the Farm podcast because being on the farm is my safe place. I think it's where I have the most knowledge about in my life, but I want to meet new people who have different knowledge of different areas and different experiences and that's why I started it. This week's guest, Oliver Cox, is a really quite young legend. Just at the age of 19, he's managed to debut for the Worcestershire first, gone and played out in Australia and the Pakistan Junior League. And we talk mostly about on this podcast as a big step up as a sports person to play at that such high level comparing to starting out in college. It's such an interesting talk. Give it a listen. Hope you enjoy it and we'll see you on the other side. So we're now joined by Oliver Cox. Ollie, how are you? I'm good, Henry. How are you? Not bad, thank you very much. Um, so looking back towards the very start of your career, what sort of started to get you into cricket? What was the first thing? Was it getting to club on Sunday or was it just through the, you know, co-curricular sport being? Uh, well, it's probably quite common, really, as usual. So my dad played and my grandpa played. So just went in through that, really. And I got, I started playing club cricket when I was quite young. But obviously, when I was growing up in Canada, there's the opportunity to play cricket was quite slim. So when I came to England, luckily we joined a club and then started playing from there. So going to Canada, was it was it a popular sport in Canada or did you think when you moved to England, which I know you were pretty still quite young when you moved to England, did, did it increase when you sort of moved over here? Yeah, I mean, I was only young there, but um, no, obviously over there it's like ice hockey and stuff like that. But I think nowadays cricket's actually starting to kick off a bit in Canada, which is good. Um, yeah, when I came to England, obviously the the proper sports like football, rugby, and cricket were played more often, so you know, it was much better. <laughs> so a lot of people that weren't listening know, don't know that we know each other from the same winter, same school, basically same college, technically. Um, so what was obviously going day to day training in college? It's um, hard. I know I've seen people going in the gym, and you do quite a few hours, especially in the cricket season. What sort of led you to? This next step up, obviously, maybe get introduced to a few coaches from various counties or starting to play for county. How does that sort of come across? Do you have to go and ask and speak to some people from county or do people recognise your sporting ability and then go, or oh, can we have a chat? I think I'd quite like you to come and play for Worcestershire or Gloucestershire or whatever. How does that sort of work in terms of school? Yeah, good question. I'd say actually my, my opportunity to go to Malvern was actually through playing county cricket. Obviously, the scholarships at Morven were brilliant, so I got got the opportunity there. And then, um, because I was at Worcestershire, played for Worcestershire, which is linked to Morven College, obviously, because Worcestershire train at Morven. I was able to obviously train train in the evenings for Worcestershire, but then also be able to do some stuff for school when I needed to, and do the sort of 
pathway, performance pathway at uh, Malvern where I could use the gym and stuff. So it worked really well. And obviously because there's a link there meant that obviously coaches from both sides were um, liaising quite well. So no, it worked really smoothly. And leading on to that, did you see a career path in cricket for yourself? Obviously, you don't want to get too cocky when you're too young, but maybe even being introduced to that high end of coaching so young, you think, actually, I might be getting a career out of this at some point. It's always been a dream, really, like, uh, like a lot of cricketers to play for England and stuff, and I've been wanting to do that since I was quite young. But no, you know, I think it's always just a dream until you sort of get to... 16 17 18 and where you realize actually this might be a this might be a career path um but yeah like when i was a bit younger i thought it would happen but um only until i got a bit older did i actually think it was possible yeah so getting on to the college side of things i know you were captain weren't you in your last year was it okay captain yes captain yeah yeah captain in last year and we were one of the we did very very well in your last year that sort of get you on a bit of a high to go into because I know you sort of went straight to playing for the Worcestershire seconds. Is that right? Team? Um, yeah, yeah that's straight right. after college. Did it sort of push you on, uh, you know, mentally thinking that actually I've, I've led this team the last year. We've done pretty well. I think I can take my experience from that into the Worcestershire side and maybe even help you progress to get to the first team. Yeah, mentioned there the uh, the whole the confidence boost I got from playing school cricket was amazing, really, and sort of helped kickstart my my summer, I suppose. But obviously, there's a quite a level jump between playing school cricket and second team. But I think to be able to score runs in school cricket and stuff definitely boosts your confidence and makes playing at the high levels much easier. Yeah. So moving on to the big step up, step up I was always going to ask this question there's a massive step up if you're lucky enough to get off of a contract of some sort from college to then going to play even for Worcester Seconds because you would from an outsider like myself you don't really know what the training's like day to day but I can see from a lot of people who've gone through that it's such a shock when you actually get to play for the seconds you're training a lot harder a lot more hours um, even from college so how is that sort of mentally and uh, physically does your body cope with the massive impact of training, the increase of training? So I know before it wasn't so much training because you were balancing of your A-levels as well. What was the uh, increase of training like just to play for the county and playing for and quite a few people? Yeah, so my first year on the playing staff and obviously going from being at school where I'm playing cricket a lot but also doing A-levels and playing other sports and you know, balancing all the social stuff to just becoming a professional cricketer where all you do is play cricket, really. It's quite tough mentally and sort of having to deal with uh, the stresses and obviously challenges of failing a lot more often than you might have done in school cricket. So that's definitely been really tough. But then physically, obviously, the intensity and, you know, the work workloads over the winter and over the summer have been really challenging. You know, in the, in the winter, we might gym most days, train most days, do fielding and sprinting every day so just to recover and get going again the next day so it's been really hard to be fair but now I'm really enjoying it. It's really good to hear with you playing for Worcestershire um, going back a, probably about a year I would say now if not uh, half a year you've been offered quite a few opportunities I know one of those was to go and play for uh, junior Pakistan league wasn't it and um speaking about to, I, I don't know if I was speaking to you I was speaking to a few people about this before but you've gone from Last year, playing in college to probably 
you know, 100 so people watching on average each week or every other day that you play, which is seems quite a lot of the time. So then walking out in a crowd about, you know, 40,000 people at a Pakistan uh, league where everyone's just come to see all these English players that have come over. What's it like stepping out? You must have been absolutely, you know, shitting yourself, in other words. The, the amount of pressure that you're going out to see all these massive crowds of people and all these TV cameras stuck right up your face, whereas before it was just, you know, Malvern in the middle of Worcestershire playing for a couple of hundred people. Oh, yeah, you summarised well, that's literally what it was. It was it was very surreal and almost overwhelming, to be honest, to go from, like I said, playing school cricket and, and then to sort of have all the cameras on you and, you know, all these all these people wanting photos and stuff. It was certainly overwhelming, but it's great fun. Over there, cricketers are seen, seen as sort of the king, whereas obviously over here, cricketers are just seen as normal people. But, um, no, it's just a really, really cool opportunity um, straight out of school. And what what other opportunities have you given? Didn't you go to Australia as well in the winter? Was that right? Yeah, I went to Sydney in the winter, which was great, just to be able to live by myself and learn to cook and clean and all do do all those things that my parents have been wanting me to do for years. But <laughs> hopefully, I've grown up a bit from there. But like I said, uh, just a great, great opportunity to sort of uh, challenge myself. I suppose. What do you find more? Do you uh, do you think that playing homes easier, or do you think that going abroad? I know. It must be quite hard going abroad, especially when you know you're still quite young, um, and going facing that sort of by yourself. I know with the Pakistan League, there were quite a few international players as well. You were only a few English people. Is it a bit scary knowing that um you're sort of defending for yourself out there and make but you're also making yourself your name out there at the same time? But then you'd think you'd probably rather be at home playing, you know, cricket for Worcestershire at your comfort level. Yeah, exactly. Well, when we went over there, the conditions are certainly much, much harder. It's hotter and pitches are very different. So it definitely took the English lads quite a, quite a long time to sort of get get acclimatised to the conditions and stuff. But I think it's it's just it's just really good fun playing out there. That it's very different. And I suppose it holds it in good stead when you come back to England, knowing that you've got sort of different different experiences from other yeah. countries. So no, it's invaluable, really. And it must be quite a good mental take from it as well, because I know um, that it wasn't the best performance out there, especially on speaking on average here as well, that when you're out there, you might not as do as well as you do back home. And then you sort of think, actually, this is the bar, this is the bar that I've got to step up to. I think I'm, you might be getting a bit too cocky coming back home. This isn't just you, I'm speaking broadly as well. That when you're playing at home, you, you're getting very good runs. You're doing well. You're progressing to the first team. Then you go out there and you do really, really bad. And then you think, this is a level actually that I've got to be playing at if I want to get to that next stage. It sort of sets your bodies in the training-wise to think, oh, if I want to progress from county to playing for my country, I've got to be at this bar, this level. Yeah, my first pace really of going out there and having the sort of the pressure on you, the spotlight on you. And, you know, when you don't do so well, I suppose, at school and playing academy cricket is fine because you'll always play the next game. Whereas out there, if you... If you struggle a bit for runs, you know, you could they could easily drop you and all actually to be honest, also, you know, losing money out there if you don't play as many games, that sort of thing, which was obviously a first for me. Um yeah, but yeah like like you said, to coping with the pressure is going back to my point earlier, is probably the hardest thing about being a professional cricketer. Um so it's about just making sure that when you're young, trying to sort of experience that as much as you can, so that when it comes to the crunch time you're you're used to it. I suppose. Yeah. Is the pressure still there now? I know that 
when you're any sportsman, it's it's hard because you, like you said, you just got to get an injury or something. You you're dropped from the team, and your cash inflow's gone, and not mentioning that, then your sponsors might drop you. Is there the, that pressure within the whole team? You know, if you muck up the one time, that you might get dropped from something. I, I don't know because I'm not a sports person. This is speaking from outsider, but I think always you guys all come together as a team and say, you know, no matter what happens, we're still trying to look after each other and. Um, to make the most out of your experience and if you get lucky and get to have opportunities then so that's it but if you don't you've got to go and try and find another career path yeah well exactly I think naturally all the professional cricketers are always worried about their contract and when it may or may not end but like you said and sort of I've realised this year that we're in such a fortunate position to do what we love every day and play cricket that it's just about just about enjoying it as much as you can really and knowing that it's going to be tough but just making sure you're focusing on the process and doing like controlling what you can really and practice hard and do stuff like that. But no, it's a very good point. It's all really good. Old. Moving on, we we just can't not mention the awards that you've received over the last couple of months. It was um, Young Co- College Cricketer of the Year, if I'm correct in saying. Yeah, w- Wisdom, yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah. And you got to go to Lords and meet the the greats of the game, uh, Johnny Bairstow, just to mention one of them. What was it like having the insight of being at the very top? Was it very nerve-wracking, I'm guessing? You know, you're in your smartest tux at one of the smartest places um, of cricket uh, for England. What was it like meeting the higher players of the game? Yeah, I certainly felt a bit out of place, to be honest, because the average age felt like it was about 40. <laughs> and I was the only, only youngster there, but... No, they were all very nice and Johnny very kindly um, walked straight over to me and had a chat to me and took me on a tour around Lords. But um, no, it's just a real privilege to be there, to be honest, and to to see all the amazing players and obviously being in the Lords long room was an amazing experience and one that I'll never forget. Right. So again, back to your career at the present, you've just, I, if I'm right in saying, debuted for Worcestershire first. Rapids. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm sort of becoming a bit of a fan of them because um, obviously now the Warriors are gone. I'm trying to find another team to go and support. Uh, how do you feel about that? So you obviously just debuted. Is a career going the way you wanted to go? Yeah, well, I, yes, I played on Friday and to be honest, I wasn't really expecting to play because um, I think Jack Haynes, Jack Haynes was injured, so I ended up playing. But no, I was you know, very, very grateful for the opportunity. I've, it's certainly been a tough year and I've probably not done as well as I would have liked to, but like I was saying earlier, just trying to go back to basics and trusting what trusting what you do and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, good. So, is is also what's the goal now? Then do you think you're gonna try and aim to get into the first? Do you think, or do you think I'm gonna stay at second at the moment and try and get my best uh, score up? I know it takes probably average progression of quite a few years to get up to another standard such as the first because I know Jack Haynes is quite late into his mid-twenties now. Yeah, well, everyone's role is ultimately to play play for their first team, play for Worcestershire. It's obviously something I'd love to do, but I think now it's just about trying to do as well as I can for the second team and trying to just keep keep putting performances in, I suppose. But no, I've got, I'm going to university as well, so that will come, come with another challenge. But no, hopefully one day I'll be playing in the first team. What are you planning to study at uni? So I'm doing doing business management at Exeter. Oh, business department. I'm very happy about you for that. Um, well, Ollie, <laughs> it's been a, it's been a great chat. Just one thing. Um, 
I try to ask everybody at the end of these podcasts, especially coming from a sports person, looking down on people who are starting out just as you did. So maybe just looking at possibly playing for county at a decently higher level. What words would you say to them who are struggling at the moment but won't have dreams of playing the level you do or going traveling the world and playing for the county or the country or any team? That's a, yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I think the advice I've always been given um, is to just try and make sure that your your lows aren't too low and your highs aren't too high. So just trying to stay level, really, and just trying to enjoy it as much as you can because there's a lot worse things to be doing in life than playing cricket, that's for sure. So trying to make sure that you're enjoying it is the most important thing, I'd say. Ollie, thank you very much for giving us your time. Uh, best of luck in the future games and the, the new season starting very soon. Um but thank you very much and best of luck for everything. Thank you for having me, Henry. What a great chat of Ollie there. I think just a, f- a few takeaway points really for this week's podcast is just that to keep loving what you do. He says as even a sports person, you know, you get a lot of hard times and you have a lot of concern about whether you're going to get dropped from the team, if your sponsors are going to drop you. But then still loving the sport and loving what you do because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter of how much you're getting paid or how much you've done and how well you've done in the sport. It's at the end of the day, enjoying what you do and enjoying the sport you play in. No matter how your ability, no matter how far you've come so far in your career, just enjoying it. So that's a few takeaway points I would say from this podcast. Thank you very much for listening to this week's podcast. Don't be afraid to go and check out the other ones out there. And don't be afraid to get in touch at Down on the Farm podcast on all our social media pages. Thank you for listening again and we'll see you very soon.